Hi, welcome to Motherhood Every Kind of Way. We want to take a closer look at the journeys of women after and through motherhood. Hi everyone, this is Magda. I apologize for the sound of my voice. I promise you I'm okay. I'm just getting over a little cold and I realize my voice probably sounds a little scary. This week's interview is with Carolyn Banner. Carolyn is a friend of mine, a wonderful mama, and an inspiring business owner. Carolyn's mission is to help busy women streamline their health and fitness so they can stop wasting precious time and energy. She is the founder of Body by Banner, Whole Body Wellness for Women, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, personal trainer, yoga teacher, mom of Ollie and donut lover. She works with women from all over the world to help them discover a way of eating and moving that is enjoyable, sustainable, and effective through her one-on-one and group coaching programs. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Good morning. I'm here with Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Magda. So glad to be here. I know. I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, So I met Carolyn a couple of years ago, or maybe a year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. because my join was already around. Mm -hmm. And I met Carolyn at a playground. And then we realized that actually our kids went to the same school, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then so we've been friends since then. And uh, Carolyn, it's is an amazing person and she's a business owner, but we'll share more about that uh, hopefully throughout this conversation. So I wanted to, you know, first thing I wanted to ask you, Carolyn, is, you know, for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself before you became a mother and then how motherhood has changed you. Yeah, thank you. I know we were just talking before we hit record and just how we don't think about that very often. And I just want to say, Magda, the first time I met you, I just knew. I'm like, I want to be your friend. Yeah, well, here we are. <laughs> it was like an instant connection. I just felt like we had so much in common, and I just really admired you. Mm-hmm. And you had great style, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, but yeah, before becoming a mom, gosh, you know, it just feels like ages ago now, even though it's just five years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was so, it's so good to reflect on that because it just feels, it does feel like a different part of myself now such Mm -hmm. a different chapter but it's all part of who I am Mm -hmm. and it's really it was really it's fun to reflect back on that and to think of that person before having Oli my son and it was it was a really big decision for me to to decide to become a mom my husband had been married previously so I have two stepchildren that are Mm -hmm. older they're 18 and 21 and so he had already gone through the experience of being a father Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so that decision to become a mother, to become a parent again mm-hmm. together, was was one that I didn't took really seriously. And mm-hmm. for a while in my twenties, I was really not even sure if I wanted to become a mom. Mm-hmm. I was felt really fulfilled with my my life as as a as a working woman. I was a dietitian working at University of Chicago for many years, and I traveled a lot. I had mm-hmm. so many rich friendships, and was really active as an aunt. So I had a lot of little kids in my mm-hmm. life. Yes. And, I, you know, it, it was a question that I just kept coming back to. It's like, do I really want to be a mom? Like, is that... You like, weren't sure if... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was It was a. It was a really... 
I'm so grateful I had the choice Mm -hmm. and could really think through it and had a lot of support either way. But yeah, it was, it was a big decision. And I think it really came down to like, I wanted to have that experience with Fernando, my husband together. Like we really wanted to create a new life together, Mm -hmm. but even more so I felt a little bit selfish. (laughs) I don't say this to many people, but I knew that being a mom was like part of my journey Mm -hmm. and that it would challenge me in ways that no other thing in life could that it would mm-hmm. it would it would form me as who I am as a person because of the challenges it could bring up and f- from the richness of the love that it would, would produce as well that's such a beautiful perspective yeah. I wonder if that's something where that perspective came from do you think it came from the fact that you came from a family with because you have four siblings three siblings three I'm the youngest of four right so I've seen all my siblings go through that choice Mm -hmm. and experience so I think that was part of it maybe Mm -hmm. and and maybe also being at the right point in Mm -hmm. your life where you it's just really interesting that how you think about that choice Mm. yeah I'm not sure what else formed it perhaps Mm -hmm. because Fernando is older than me and had gone through that experience as well and we would talk about it because he was really either way. He was, he was either, I was going <laughs> yeah. to say, like, was he really, because uh, I can see that, you know, as someone had already gone through this experience mm-hmm. and knowing, you know, that it really, you how know, hard it can be. how hard it can be, but <laughs> yeah. also how beautiful. Exactly. And uh, I, it's just such an interesting perspective. Yeah. But you did it. And now Ollie is five. Yeah. Almost About five. almost five, almost right? Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little bit younger than your Adrian. And... Yeah, it's it continues to evolve me and mm-hmm. and you know I say challenge but in a really good way mm-hmm. and yeah every day is is just an adventure yeah that it can be really hard sometimes mm-hmm. and completely like just he'll just say something and it'll just totally knock your socks off about like how unconditional the love is with a ch- with your child mm-hmm. and just, I love you mommy and it just like breaks your heart and you're just like yeah I love you too sweetie yeah um, um yeah. yeah I think that you know motherhood the magic of motherhood is that there are so many different seasons that you know now having that five that five year you know old perspective it really shows you that everything is is a season mm-hmm. um and you know some of them are hard some of them are are heartwarming mm-hmm. um, but it it really is um, such a beautiful experience that I'm personally also very grateful for mm-hmm. Carolyn when you think of motherhood is there like a dream version that you mm-hmm. that you think of definitely I and I, I I'm, I'm happy to say that I feel like when our community here in Hyde Park, there's elements of that. Like we, I feel like are bringing that dream, or at least my dream version, it, ha- it comes out. Mm-hmm. And so it's not something that I feel like is unattainable. Um, but what it in- includes is just community, like a really mm-hmm. strong community where there's some spontaneity where you're not having to schedule play dates like a month in advance. <laughs> you can just be like, hey, let's clean up with the kids or let's do this. And there's an ability to be really like present with, with, your, with your fellow members of the community and to support each other if they need support and to not be afraid to ask. And I think my dream version also includes like really strong support for moms that are not just from other moms, but from, from like friends that are not moms too, but that they really Mm -hmm. value like the role of motherhood. 
or and for men as well like just like that's my dream version is that there's mm-hmm. like this really rich tapestry of, of support and celebration of that role of motherhood or just families in general and that it's fun I feel like sometimes what's missing sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> in family life or motherhood especially I feel like in the United States because I've had the experience of living in Argentina as an expat for the first two and a half years of mm-hmm. Oli's life and it's a much different culture it's more spontaneous more mm-hmm. family oriented more social mm-hmm. and I find I found when we came back to the States when he was about two and a half that it, the biggest adjustment for me was was that shift in the type of community and support yes. there was mm-hmm. it just felt like every, everyone was so busy and everything was so structured here there was no time to just be with people mm-hmm. <laughs> and to spend time together so I do find though that in our community in Hyde Park I think because part of the reason I was so drawn to you Magda was that you are an expat and that there's mm-hmm. an appreciation for creating your own communities like there's more of an intentional seeking out of yes absolutely and it it really is um amazing how many of us mothers and women here in Hyde Park and I'm sure in a lot of other neighborhoods how passionate we are about creating the community how much we crave a community of of like-minded woman and I know I've mentioned this in in previous interviews also but I think this is really what's bringing us together and I cannot wait we've already created so much um but I cannot wait to see you know how strong we can become and Mm how uh much of an impact we can have you know in this community Mm -hmm. so I'm really I you know that was also part of the reason how I why I was drawn to you Carolyn Mm -hmm. because you know you physically are creating a community with you have a community mm-hmm. of women mm-hmm. through your work mm-hmm. which I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about uh, because Carolyn is not only an amazing friend and a mother but she's mm-hmm. also a business owner and she is you know weaving all these roles into her life and she's making magic happen but she'll <laughs> tell you more about the magic right now <laughs> okay sure I can talk about Definitely. Um, yeah, about three, a little less than three years ago, I started my own online company from that came out of my role as a dietitian and personal trainer and yoga teacher. So when I was working in Argentina, I worked in person with clients, personal training, but many of them moved on because they were expats or mm-hmm. travelers and they wanted to keep working. So they actually were like, let's, can we continue working? Yeah, I was like, I've never thought about this. This mm-hmm. is okay. So I started to, and it perfectly aligned, started to pursue working online because it aligned with when I had Oli, my son. So it let me step back from kind of the hustle of personal training and going to yoga classes and all that that Mm -hmm. can be really draining, finding childcare, Mm -hmm. and shifted my work online. And from that created um, the Matchmakers Movement, which is a group of women from all over the world, which is what I really love Mm -hmm. about it. And we come together, it is online, but we really try and emphasize the, the connections that we can have through social media that can often be like disconnecting and really use it in a positive way, like not to let it be overwhelming and constantly on it, but to intentionally, you know, come into the group, mm-hmm. check in, 
and seek support, give support, and really feel like you're part of a community. Mm -hmm. And what it does, I didn't really talk about what we do. Um, That's more about the community, but we really focus on um, streamlining fitness and nutrition. And so I have workouts for the women that they can do at home that are usually 20 minutes or less, yoga classes that they can also do, you know, that are shorter versions, as well as nutrition um, guidelines for them and, and just tips and recipes for them to help really make it part of their mm-hmm. life and, and it doesn't feel like it's just adding a lot more work and <laughs> just mm-hmm. making it a streamlined part of their life to help them feel best, their mm-hmm. best make magic yeah <laughs> So I wanted to also ask you about, you know, whether there are any societal or cultural messages about being a mom, about mm-hmm. motherhood that frustrate you, whether, <laughs> you know, it's here in the, in the United States, not that you've had the perspective of living in another country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything that frustrates you and how would you, how would you change that? How would you address mm-hmm. that? Oh yeah, there's definitely... Definitely things that I would love, love to change. And I, when we were talking about the dream, my dream version of motherhood, I feel like there's like two parts of it that as I see it is that, you know, my own way of valuing motherhood and, and me setting the intention to create that dream mm-hmm. and to do my work. But I think that only takes us so far as, as mothers. We need that policy change and we need support from men. We need to support from the wider culture that will maybe shift the way that we view motherhood and that specifically in terms of like um, maternity leave mm-hmm. and paternity leave so acknowledging that both parents can be caregivers mm-hmm. and to take that strain off of expecting the mom to do everything mm-hmm. if they don't want to they shouldn't have to mm-hmm. um, so I think yeah I think the, the expectation that it has to look a certain way I would love to shift the the perception that motherhood has to be where she has it all and mm-hmm. she has to juggle a full-time job and raising kids and being the head of all these boards and things right if she wants that that's great that can be her version or it can be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. who chooses not to work and mm-hmm. and hopefully she has the means to do that financially and, and is supported in that and celebrated mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to and it can be in that spectrum anywhere right between. anything else in between right yeah. so but think, as long as there is that choice i think <clears throat> Mm-hmm. feeling like we're in control that we can accomplish and we can be whatever we want to be I think it's very powerful mm-hmm. um, I love that because you know having also a perspective of you know growing up in Poland and having my whole family in Poland and my sister also has um, you know has a kid and is pregnant with another child mm-hmm. and knowing what maternity leave and, and family leave mm-hmm. looks like in Europe it's it's really just, it makes me question, like, why can we be that way? And I know there are states that are making that shift sooner than others. I know the government of California is proposing one of the most revolutionary uh, paternity leaves in, you know, awesome. in this country. Yeah. So hopefully there'll be a blueprint for others to follow. But I feel like it's such, there's so much work that needs to be done. And, but, you know, there are a lot of women that are doing mm-hmm. uh, groundwork for that, which, uh, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But I do think the structure 
has to change. Like where, mm-hmm. you know, where the country or as a society, we value it so much that we're willing to change policies and, mm-hmm. and have it be in place. And don't even get me started about maternity leave for like entrepreneurs, <laughs> like mompreneurs. You have to create your own. Mm-hmm. I took maternity leave. I wasn't working, but I was working for myself. So it was just, I didn't make any money. You didn't, right. You know, it was even worse than mm-hmm. having the, the skimpy maternity leave here in the States. So that's, that's a challenge, which I'm not really sure how we can fix, but mm-hmm is a real challenge for, because I think there's a lot of moms who, like you and me, that we really have a passion for something and we want to build our dream and, and make some money from it while we're helping other people. But a lot of times it's, you don't have health care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have... You have to sacrifice babies. those other, you know, what I think of our necessities for, you know, human rights, health care. Mm-hmm. It's human right, yeah. you know, and, and we have to sacrifice that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're lucky that, that we have partners that can, you know, tap into that and, and help out. Yes, I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that we have healthcare through Fernando's work, and I'm mm-hmm. sure same for you with Jose. But, yes. But not everyone has that luxury. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, things have got to change on the policy level. What do you do well? What's your mommy superpower? We always talk about, you know, things that are that we find challenging. Oh, you know, I need to do less yelling. I need to be more present. I need to, you know, have more interesting conversation, engaging conversations with my kid instead of just putting him in front of TV. <laughs> so I know we do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But what do you do well? Like when you think about yourself as a mom, like... <laughs> Yeah, I think with Oli, I just give him the benefit. I always talk to him like he, I kind of assume that he'll understand. Mm -hmm. And I don't talk down to him. I really try to explain things to him and talk to him as an intellectual peer, knowing that he's a child. So I will protect him from things that could be scary Mm -hmm. or, you know, saying too much. But I don't hide things from him <laughs> as an example maybe this is a bad example but we actually he asked about Santa Claus and we told him the truth so I guess I can't lie to Oli you know I just I, what did I, he ask whether it exists <laughs> this got a little tricky when we were around other kids you know but um yeah he was just asking about it and part of it too is that we didn't want him to be like he gets kind of scared at night we didn't want him to be thinking that like mm-hmm. that song like Santa's watching you it can be kind of creepy <laughs> you know it works for my age and that's like about the only thing that he Keeps them in line, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it, it's totally a prerogative, right? My brother and his wife chose for their girls. They until they were ten or eleven, they thought that there was really a Santa. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to be careful and coach Oli to not say anything around other kids. But the reason we did that is it, it kind of goes back to you just being honest with him. Like you know, sometimes people say like, "We're if you're not ready, we're gonna you're gonna have to stay home or whatever." You know, like if you're not ready to go in two minutes, <laughs> get your stuff on. Or else you're, you're going to stay home. And, like, I wouldn't say that to him because it's not true. I wouldn't actually do that to him. So I feel like I'm very honest with him. But I just, and really, I will apologize to him. I apologize to him a lot like because I do make mistakes. And and he, I want him to know that I'm human. Yes. And that I'm working really hard and that I'm not perfect. The, the, the beauty is in, like, growing and mm-hmm. learning and that he knows that I'm still learning and that mm-hmm. I'm still growing as a mom and that I'm not just a mom mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's actually really important for me that he sees me working mm-hmm. and doing something that I'm really passionate about and that I really love and I try 
to have boundaries around it so that it doesn't creep into my time with him so that I can be present with him. But I'm also really, I think, good at communicating with him that it is mm-hmm. important to me and that it's my, maybe there's certain times where I need to work and I will mm-hmm. tell him that and why. And then, and then really dive into being with him when I'm mm-hmm. done with it. One of the things that people have been talking about is self-care. So I'm always curious to know how other moms find time. (laughs) Knowing how busy we are and how many hats we wear throughout the day and how many things are on our plate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think I I know what I need (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to a fault where I I feel honestly like a little selfish sometimes. But um, because I'm so clear on what I I need. I can (laughs) see that... I think mommy guilt creeping mm-hmm. in, but I, that's not what we <laughs> wanted to talk about. Tell us. No, yeah, I, 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 it's interesting because I know we were we were talking the other day about mommy guilt at brunch, and mm-hmm. I don't personally feel guilty, but I feel like there's this a self or imposed maybe sense that I should be feeling guilty or selfish from society. And does it get to you a little? Or? Because like I'm really, cle- I know really well what I need, and I'm not afraid to ask for it. Like mm-hmm. I know I'll tell Fernando <laughs> when I need a break or that. I need to go to the gym and exercise because that's a really important way for me to take care of myself is through mm-hmm. movement, either if it's getting out for a walk in nature or to, you know, lift heavy weights at the gym, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like moving is a huge form of self-care for me, but I guess, and I'm not afraid to ask for it or carve that out for myself, but I do feel like it's not the norm. And so then I, then that's when I start to question myself mm-hmm. Not in the not in the sense of like I know what I need and I'm not afraid to ask for it, but then I start to like feel guilt after or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. But it's you know I'm when I when I think about women who are able to have the lifestyle that they work so hard you know for, mm-hmm. I don't want them to feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. I think that is very inspiring, mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm aspiring to. Mm-hmm. So I think it's you know it's it's very interesting how. I, you know, I can see that you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, how, that you have those feelings. Yeah, it's like a conflict almost because mm-hmm. it's like I'm, I'm clear, I'm aligned with what I need, but then maybe, you know, Fernando does a very good job of supporting it, but sometimes, you know, that there's sort of like this expect, or it's just hard with our really busy schedule, with his really busy mm-hmm. schedule. So it's, it's sometimes like a balancing act <laughs> for like mm-hmm. just making it happen. So then he can feel like he's not getting enough. So it's just mm-hmm. sort of trying to balance all of that. Um, and I think, yeah, just the messaging from our culture is, I don't think it's necessarily from other moms directly. It's more subliminal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think from the culture is that you have, like our value is in our doing. And so then I think that's really what undermines our, our ability as moms, especially to value self-care is that, society doesn't value that downtime <laughs> right so if you're not producing you're not mm-hmm. you don't have anything to show for it monetarily then what's the what is this bring what do you need a break from right yeah, exactly and mm-hmm. so i think that is why it's not it's it's harder for women to maybe value it and also especially moms to value it and and it shifts the value from being on like money and producing some mm-hmm. product or thing to valuing the relationships, not just with like, cause it's going to improve your relationship with your kids, but it's also going to really improve your relationship with yourself. Hopefully your partner mm-hmm. too, <laughs> if there's not too much tension in creating that time for you to go do the self care. 
But it does, I think it really pushed the value then on relationships. Right. And those building that community then. Mm-hmm. Any other topics that, you know, you wish we talked more about related to, you know, motherhood, parenting, relationships, mm-hmm. womanhood, anything? On the podcast or in just yeah. general life? Um, I think it would be really interesting to hear more about, I guess, kind of what we were just talking about in terms of value and about money and motherhood and just, yeah, that tension that sometimes can creep in mm-hmm. <laughs> when whether or not the mom's bringing in money or just how it gets tight when there's maybe not two working partners. I just think, yeah, finances and motherhood and finding creative ways for moms to to make money doing what they love while making it flexible with with being a mom Mm -hmm. so I just think that that's um an interesting topic that we don't really talk about much in society it would be interesting maybe to to go into a bit more yeah I love that (laughs) I feel like that's some that's something that we can definitely you know, continue the conversation on. And it's something that I can relate to mm-hmm. uh, very much. You know, now, like, I think it will be almost two years that I made a decision to stay at home with Julian and, you know, trying to launch the business that isn't, you know, bringing revenue yet. And mm-hmm. I'm not really sure when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Julian is almost ready to go to school. So there are just a lot of these expectations, you know, and I've been, I've been asked, maybe it's time for baby number three, you know, maybe it's not, <laughs> but then, you know, that just gives, that makes me feel so guilty that maybe I'm not, I'm not following the path that I should mm-hmm. be. Maybe I should be doing something more. Um, but these things are so hard to plan for. Mm-hmm. And, but that just, you know, shows that again, when we're not bringing, you know, income, when we're not contributing income to, to our family, mm-hmm. then we get a lot of questions from other people. When, when, when will it start making money? Mm-hmm. What if it's not going to start making money? And it's, while these are all valid questions and we should be thinking about it, that mm-hmm. puts additional stress because it is kind of out of our control. Mm-hmm. You know, if people are going to sign up for the magic makers movement, if people are going to buy my dress or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, it just creates additional, mm-hmm. you know, tensions and guilt. And but we'll have this conversation. <laughs> we'll have this conversation. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack, I think, around mm-hmm. it. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and chatting. So we'll, we'll give you guys all the information, how you can get in touch with Carolyn and her website and her social media so you can follow her. But yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Magda. It's such a pleasure to be here and have this conversation with you. Hi, friends. This is Magda again. Earlier today, I interviewed my dear friend Carolyn Banner. We had a lovely conversation. Carolyn is kind, humble, inspiring, and one of the strongest women I know. But the real, honest, vulnerable, heart-to-heart kind of conversation that you'd actually have with a friend happened after we stopped recording. During the recorded conversation, there were things, thoughts, insights both her and I wanted to share but didn't. We could feel them, but we didn't say them out loud. Maybe it was the microphone in the middle of the table between us. 
Maybe it was the fact that we are friends. Or maybe somewhere deep inside, we were afraid to share parts of our stories for the fear of being judged and instead felt the need to present ourselves in a certain light. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that Carolyn and I might sit down and record one more episode as the continuation of our conversation, which at the moment feels unfinished. I wanted to share this sentiment with you, our dear listeners, because I want you to be a part of the community we're striving to create here together. This podcast seeks to create safe space for mothers to share their journeys through motherhood in their own unique ways and encourage all of us to look a little deeper inside our hearts, to get a little closer to our true selves. It's a process, and today I want to acknowledge that it's imperfect, that it can be messy, and sometimes it's not easy to find words to express what we want to say. Thank you so much for dedicating your time and listening to us. The moms you hear from on our podcast are encouraged to speak honestly and unapologetically about their experiences and choices. But the stories and points of view heard here do not reflect any official view of our podcast. We hope that being a part of these conversations will encourage all of us to turn towards ourselves and embrace motherhood our kind of way. Please follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Motherhood Every Kind of Way or email us at MotherhoodEveryKindOfWay at gmail.com. And a special thanks to Bea Serene for letting us use your beautiful music. Mm-hmm.